what are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, sit me tracing out of Zion. If that gives them bad vibes, you know, that could just spin them out of, out of the loop and it's a, 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 tor, a terrible a cyclone of horribleness. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to a normal episode of Fantasy Fuel. We have got a special three-episode edition of getting you ready for your draft. Uh, but before we get to the things you need to crush your draft, we have got training camp news. Yes, training camp <laughs> is here. So we have real football news to talk about finally. What do you think about that, Tom? I can't wait for a football start. So anytime training camp starts up and it's all good to go and we have news that's worthy of news, hey, I'm all for it. And I know that football is almost starting up what, next week, right? Next week, yes, Hall of Fame game. Whew. Can't wait for that. It's finally here. I don't even know who's playing in it, and I don't care. I'm just going to no, go watch it. <laughs> it doesn't matter, and we're going to watch it, and we're going to be grateful that football's here, and then we're going to complain because nobody <laughs> on the field is any good. <laughs> uh, how come my favorite player's not on the field? Oh, yeah, that's right. He's a starter. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and speaking of starters, uh, we've got quite a few uh big names right now that have been in the news for either getting a contract or not getting a contract. Uh, and one person who we thought was all good is not all good, <laughs> but he's all good. At least that's the story <laughs> and the news that we've heard so far. And that player is Josh Gordon. Yeah. We just heard that he is going to do a little me time before the season starts. Uh, we don't know exactly what that me time involves, but of course there were rumors flying, oh my God, he's going back to rehab and he's not going <laughs> to play this season. He's going to get suspended again. And then <laughs> it comes out that it was reported he actually had this planned all along because right. he's had such an issue over the years. You know, Everybody thought it was just about weed, but by his own admission, he'd been addicted to Xanax and opioids since middle school. So yeah. this guy's trying to get it right, and apparently that's uh, what his absence at the start of training camp is. Yeah, and it's anytime it's Josh Gordon, it's going to make news no matter what it is at this point because he is just – he's that guy. Oh, Josh Gordon, oh, my gosh. What's, what's going to happen with it? Oh, man, I can't have him. I can't have him. I mean, I don't really want to risk it anyway because I wasn't I'm not very really high on him to begin with. But when when news comes out about somebody who's been in trouble before, it just makes it magnifies it beyond what it should be in normal situations for other people. Uh, definitely, and I have to correct something that I said. I'm not sure how many episodes ago, but I know when we had talked about the Browns and their receivers, I said I had zero shares of Josh Gordon. Well, <laughs> that's incorrect. I do have one share of Josh Gordon, and that's only because I scooped him up off the waiver wire last year towards the end of the season. For some reason, <laughs> yeah. he was sitting there. I was like, well, what's going on with this? So in that case, I have absolutely nothing to lose if he yeah. plays or doesn't. So Of course. He's still on the field. We think he's going to be on the field. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the problem with Josh Gordon again. Yeah, but if he's going to be on the field, he's going to get plenty of looks. And he is a talent. There's no doubt about that. But he's got to be on the field. And I think that's what a lot of people worry about with him. And speaking of talent, 
the Rams have recognized the talent they have on their team, or at least most of it, <laughs> because they've given extensions to Brandon Cooks and Todd Gurley. Yeah. With uh, Todd Gurley reaching a, an agreement on a four-year extension worth sixty million, that includes forty-five million guaranteed. Yeah. Now, obviously, we all think Todd Gurley is the man there. Yeah. But what does that say about Le'Veon Bell not getting a contract? Boy, I tell you, Le'Veon's gonna be—he's gotta be thinking in his head, "What's going on right now? How come I can't get my money?" Uh, I just—it's—it is funny, and I. I don't know what's going to happen with Le'Veon. I don't know if they're just going to keep franchising him or not, but I, that's just it's just crazy to me what, what's going on right there. I do think it's funny and sad all at the same time yeah. that the Gurley deal came after all <laughs> the franchise contracts and deals would have had to have been finalized. So that reset the running back market big time and next year Le'Veon Bell is going to get paid somewhere whether it be the Lions the yep. Packers or even the Jets I mean if they're willing to give him 60 million a year like he was asking for man I that would be something else I would love it but then is it worth it like is he even going to want to come are we going to win with him I hope so I think we could I think we I think we can win now but I who <laughs> that's a Jets I fan. think that division is going to be wide open in another year or so. Yeah, So it true. could be anybody's for the taking. Yep. Another player that did not get a contract on the Rams is Aaron Donald. And yeah. I just I cannot fathom why they're not getting an Aaron Donald contract done sooner because there is belief around the league that no matter the fines or the effect of his free agency, Aaron Donald will not play another down on his existing contract. So, if the Rams want to compete this year, all year long, they need to get their defensive player taken care of. Yeah, especially when you give the money to your running back. I mean, he's very important, but Aaron Donald is quite possibly the best defensive player in the league, depending on how you look at it. But it is a that is a really good one for me. You pay your running back, which we under, we understand that, but then you're not willing to pay Aaron Donald. I think that there's a possibility, a very pretty big possibility, that they end up paying him or at least negotiating something to where they can say, "Can you please play this year? <laughs> we need you." So we'll have to find out. But he's just too good to not get that contract. And I've I've been kind of saying it for a while. Just pay the guy. Exactly. They need to pay the guy. And But how much of a slap in the face yeah. do you think Aaron Donald takes it that yep. they extended Brandon Cooks, yeah, who hasn't even played it down for <laughs> them yet, before they get his contract done? Yeah, it's it seems like a pretty big slap in the face. I don't know how he's going to take it. I don't know how his, his uh, what's the word for it, his, his mental capability is when it comes to things like that. But I think he might be okay with it but he's gonna just say all right you're gonna do that you gotta pay me I ain't gonna play unless you pay me so I I think that's what it's gonna come down to and I think the Rams eventually will do that for him but I don't know <laughs> I really don't and speaking of another slap in the face another defensive superstar that has not gotten a contract is Khalil Mack mm -hmm. and I've read that John Gruden and him have not spoken once since the Raiders hired Gruden as their head coach in January. Yeah, if that's true, that's really crazy to me. I don't know. John Gruden, man, I 
I, I had so much faith in him after listening to him in the booth, but now it's just, it seems like every time he comes up in the news at all, I'm just like, man, what is he doing over there? Like, is he just trying to destroy it? Like, <laughs> I mean, I think he's going to do fine, but man, it just seems crazy. The things that he does is that makes the news just, it's just almost crazy to me that he's taking these steps. And he's, if he's not talking to his players, even if he's just singling out a couple of them, that's really bad news for the Raiders. Yeah, you don't want to single out your superstars exactly. because they have a lot more uh, influence on the players in the locker room than <laughs> yeah. you would think a head coach would. But, man, it pay your superstars. I know there's a new uh, salary cap. It's going to be bigger next year, so guys want to get that new contract. They don't want to look back and say, oh, well, percentage-wise, I'm better than these guys, but they <laughs> no, got they a bigger contract. So there's a lot of nuance yeah. in these contracts that are going on. When you see these money, you know, these $21 million a year contracts, it might not be the same as those $18 million a year contracts. You're like, well, he's getting $3 million more a year. Well, yes, mm-hmm. but percentage-wise of the salary cap, it might actually be yep. less. And I think that was part of the reason Aaron Donald hasn't gotten a contract. Yeah, yet. we're just going to have to find out. I really I find it hard to believe that they won't give him some kind of contract before the season starts. And last but not least, we're going to talk about him again and again <laughs> all year long because half the people out there are going to be very excited if they're right, and the other half are going to be very upset if they're wrong <laughs> on a guy named Julio Jones who Ugh. is going to report for the first day of training camp because he got a little bit of a deal yeah. worked out and, and it wasn't much uh apparently it was his 2019 salary was reduced by two million dollars to give him an extra two million dollar bonus this year now that seems almost unnecessary yeah. But I'm guessing the Falcons have been because they have been in contact like all off season. Yep. There has not been a John Gruden, Khalil <laughs> Mack. What's the word I'm talking for? A yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I, I just think that uh, it's it's mostly a hey, we're thinking about you. We still like you. We still want you on our team. We're going to give you something. Just 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 hold off a little bit. We don't don't go crazy. We got you. I think that's really what this is. I don't think it's anything we need to read into too far on that. But it, it really, as far as Julio goes on on the Falcons, I, I mean, we've said it all along. We're not high on him, and we've we've said it so many times that we don't have to we don't have to say the numbers. We don't have to justify it anymore. But it's just we just have to we just ha- we're gonna have to see it. And once it happens. When we'll, we're we're either going to be right or we're going to be wrong, and then half of half of all of fantasy world will be happy, and half of all of fantasy world will be like, oh man. So we're going to find out. Yep, and it's it's going to be interesting to see because we've been saying he needs to get into camp yes. with the team that they have. They have, in my opinion, it's not a long window to keep competing in the NFC because there are so many good NFC, NFC teams. Is stacked, so, man, it really is. Yes. So they need to get it done, and they need to get it done yep. now. So Julio Jones, uh, he, he's in camp, but is he still going to be a distraction? Uh, I posted something online asking, is Julio Jones the next Terrell Owens? Oh. 
because he seems to be making too big of a deal out of a contract and then backing off just getting a little bit. I, I'm guessing, like you said, the Falcons have told him it's yeah. coming. You just have yeah. to be patient. Give us one more year. We've got a plan for our contracts and all that stuff. So maybe that's all there is to it. But if he's going to go full T.O. and be a major distraction, well, did T.O. ever win a Super Bowl? <laughs> I don't know. Did he win one with uh, the Eagles? I'm not sure if he did that. I no, no, I don't. Th- I think he actually lost oh. to the Patriots. Oh, hmm. that's interesting. It is very interesting. <laughs> But most of those top-tier diva wide receivers, they don't win Super Bowls. So yeah. you go back and look. Randy Moss never won one. T.O. never won one. Julio hasn't won one yeah. yet. They've all yeah. gotten there, but haven't yeah. won one. So That's interesting. You get that money, but no yeah. ring. So are you ready for your draft, Tom? Uh, well, got to get my special nerd glasses on. Of course I'm ready. I got my magazine, and you know I, uh, that magazine says all sorts of great things. So if, yeah, get me get me going for my draft. I am so ready. Excellent. For those of you listening, this is not Tom the professional. This is Tom the newbie. We are talking to now. Hi guys. And we're going to get him ready for his draft because he thinks he's ready. Oh, I know I'm ready. I I got all of my stuff ready. I'm good to go. You're good to go. So, who do you plan on taking in the first round? Well, I was thinking that, you know, Tom Brady is like the best quarterback of all time. And I just got you got to go with him, right? I mean, he's 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 so good. He's going to get me so many fantasy points that I have to take Tom Brady in the first round. If I have the first pick, I'm going to go with him on the first pick. Well, you know the reasoning behind that sounds correct. Yeah, of but course. I'm gonna have to go ahead and tell you, you have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, sorry. Okay. So I'm gonna tell you what you do need to have a successful draft, and remind you, a draft is not going to win you a championship. It's going to take our other two episodes because this episode is about your draft, and the other two episodes are about trading and the waiver wire. You have to do all three of those in some capacity in order to have a championship team. So, so what do I do? Your draft. You are going to need some rankings. Hopefully, very soon, we're going to have a website up for you guys to have our, mine, and Tom the Professional's <laughs> rankings. And we'll divvy them up in different ways. And one of those ways is tier-based. And what that means is you have, like, the top tier. So if you want to talk quarterbacks, you've got your top tier of Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, in that-ish area. And then after that, you've got some of the other guys, you know, like Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan and Cam Newton, where they're just a step above or below one another. And you can do that with every single position, running back, wide receiver, tight end included. So you want to have your tiers. So if there's somebody in that tier still available when it comes around to your pick, it might be a better idea to take a wide receiver where you still have a higher tier player available instead of a running back where you might be in a lower so tier. So what should I do? Should I take a running back, running back, a wide receiver? Like, How should I 
with my first four rounds, I mean, I, I, I have to get a quarterback somewhere in there. I mean, Tom Brady is really good, so I'm, I have to do something. Well, we should get you a plan. And there are different plans that you can choose from. Okay. Some people like going with a zero RB plan. Do you know what a zero RB plan is, Tom the Newbie? Um, I, I guess that means I don't have any running backs on my team at all, which would be weird because I'm supposed to start like two of them. That is correct. It would be weird if you had no running backs on your squad because you do need to start a couple of them in most leagues. <laughs> So, zero RB strategy means you're not going to take a running back for the first five or so rounds. Oh. And that is a better plan than not getting a running back at all. Oh, okay. So, I, I guess I didn't know what zero I, to a certain extent, but, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of knew what it meant. Okay. All right. So, again, in zero running back, you would probably take running back, wide receiver, running back, Running back, wide receiver. You'll have a, a mixture in those first five rounds of running backs and wide receivers. And maybe, possibly, if your uh, plan includes a stud tight end, that could also be in one of those first five rounds because you're not going to get a good tight end after that. So, what kind of, I mean, it's, if stud, but stud tight end means, you know, Gronkowski, I know he's great. Um, who else is there? I. I see. There's, there's well, uh, Jimmy Graham. He's a stud. He's always been a stud. I, I think that's great. Um, let's see. Um, let's see. Uh, Antonio Gates. He's been a stud for a long time, and I heard he's going to come back. So he, he could come back to the the Chargers, and he could be great. So I think Antonio Gates. That's probably the one stud I got to get. I got to get him. Well, you know, it's always a possibility that Antonio Gates could be a stud. But you're not going to be able to take him in the first five rounds and have a good team drafting. Oh. So if Antonio Gates is a possibility for you, you might want to wait a little more. If you're going to go stud tight end, you're going to want Gronkowski yeah. or Zach Ertz oh, Zach, yeah, yeah. or Travis Kelsey oh, yeah. or Jimmy Graham. I said Jimmy Graham. One of those guys. I said him. You did say Jimmy Graham. I did say him. Now, I'm not 100% her on Jimmy Graham, but there are a lot of people who are. So if you want to go that route, that could be in one of those first five rounds. Or you could do what we call studs and duds. Yeah. This is more of an auction draft type of a plan where you spend a bunch of money on the great players out there and then you fill it in with a bunch of guys that have some upside and guys you can get cheap deals on. And we'll talk a little more at the end of the episode, uh, our last auction draft and how we approached it. And another another plan is uh, best available. I mean, just take the best guy that's sitting in front of you, and that would go along with your rankings. Whether you do your own rankings or you look at our rankings or uh, an expert's rankings, but probably not a magazine's rankings. Oh. That's not going to be very good because that magazine was probably printed in April and things change. Well, I'm looking at it right now and yeah, it says it does say April on it. I don't know how you knew that. <laughs> uh, well, it's it's been a while, but I did used to use a magazine back in the day and when before the internet was super popular with fantasy football stuff, a magazine was a great way to do it. So <laughs> There are a little, a few more options out there this year. You know, you can listen to us. You can go online. 
there's a bazillion people on Twitter that have their own rankings, and you can find one that suits your needs. Now, if your plan isn't going the way you want it to, you should probably have a backup plan. What do you think your backup plan would be? Well, I suppose whenever I do draft Tom Brady, because that is, I'm going to do that. There's no question about it. I'm getting Tom Brady. So when I do draft Tom Brady, I should probably draft his backup. Because that way I have the the guy that gets, in case Tom Brady gets hurt or something like that, I got to have a backup plan. So that's my backup plan, to get the backup to Tom Brady. So Brian Hoyer is your backup plan. Yeah, because he's the backup to to Tom Brady, so I have to do that, right? Um, no. Oh, so what am I supposed to do? Your backup plan is something that if you planned on doing zero RB, but something, a run of wide receivers starts happening, and there's some good right, uh, running backs left in round three, you might just want to go ahead and get that running back because you have to go with the flow. That means if the entire league goes one way, it might be best to go the other ah, way. Okay. So if all the stud tight ends are taken in round three and four, don't reach for a Delaney Walker or a Greg Olson. Yeah. Just take another good running back, but no backup quarterbacks. Please don't <laughs> draft a backup quarterback. <laughs> I gotta get my nerd glasses back on. <laughs> Okay, I'm good. Okay, all right. And uh, prepare for the worst. Uh, Like I said, you have to roll with what the rest of the league is doing. So if you have a tier-based list, a ranking sitting in front of you, and you've got guys highlighted, circled, whatever, and they keep going the pick before yours, there's still guys available. You'll be all right. Last year... In a league that I run, a friend of ours, Gary, told me he hated the draft because every single time it came to his pick, the pick or two before, the guy he wanted was gone. And he was having Mm -hmm. a terrible time with this draft. He was not having fun because all the guys he wanted were gone. Well, guess what? He won the league last year. (laughs) His draft may have not been fun for him, but he drafted all the right guys when it got to his pick. I mean, he had guys like, you know, Elvin Kamara mm-hmm. in like the fourth round or something of that nature. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he had all those guys. He had Carson Wentz, and that was his second quarterback he took because he took Jameis Winston earlier. Mm-hmm. So he got lucky, but he also knew what he was doing. He, he had guys that he liked, but he also knew the other guys behind them were going to be as good as well. That being said, we are going to have a new segment on the show, and we call it Topped Off. This is going to be a top three list each week that we're going to do this, and this week's Topped Off is the three worst draft mistakes Tom the Professional and I have made. So here we are with... Topped off, number three, worst draft mistake. Go ahead with yours. Well, I got to put my nerd glasses, or take them off, and put my normal glasses on. And I got to tell you that I made a big mistake when I drafted Mario Edwards. And this was the rookie draft. I got the guy. I thought this is going to be great. It's going to be awesome. 
He's gonna be uh, he's gonna be amazing, and he still looks like he's got the talent, but he has not put the numbers up because he's been hurt. So I mean, this year he's a defensive tackle as opposed to a defensive end. So maybe he'll do something, but man, it's been a mistake so far. All right. Well, my number three worst draft mistake. This was a long time ago, <laughs> and it was in a league where I thought I was going to be the smart one because in this particular league touchdowns for tight ends were worth eight points instead of six (laughs) yeah so i went tight end heavy and in this particular year i took dallas clark this was in an auction league i took dallas clark and he was great but i also took vernon davis in his second season and greg olson as a rookie (laughs) and they were terrible (laughs) now if i'd have had all three of those guys like two years later it would have been amazing, <laughs> yeah. but they did absolutely nothing for me, and all I had to run with was Dallas Clark. <laughs> so all that time and effort I spent to try and pick out the tight ends that I thought were going to score touchdowns was not exactly worth it. Yeah. So those are our number threes, and we're going to get back. We're going to have to put your nerd glasses back on. <laughs> okay, I'm here. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about the different types of leagues are out there because you should have a little bit different rankings and plans for the different kinds of drafts. And now the one everybody wants to do right now, if you're hardcore into fantasy football, is a dynasty league. Mm. Now, Tom the newbie, what do you think a dynasty league is? Well, um, son, that's nasty because I see the word nasty in there and it has to be dynasty I, I don't really know i mean i guess you just draft the guys that you like and that's how you do it um almost almost you're so close oh, on that one i knew uh, i was close for some for some people a dynasty league can get pretty nasty because <laughs> you go too young and you draft nothing but young guys and rookies and second year guys that you don't have a shot to compete for a while now if you know the league's going to be around for a number of years. That's great. Eventually, you might have a winning team. But I have a hard time trying to build a team for the future because I want to win right now. So I got to mix up a little bit of that. I don't want to take nothing but you know Christian McCaffrey's and Rashad Penny's and Calvin Ridley's. Uh, I got to mix in, you know, a Larry Fitzgerald or uh, Tom Brady even. And still, we're not going to take Brian Hoyer in that I, league. I'm new to this, but don't you always want to win every every week, every year? Well, of course you want to win every week and every year. But in a dynasty league, sometimes if you're good enough, you can build that team for youth, for a continued success rate in a couple of years. If you can get that team all built right and in two or three years you might be the guy to beat for the next three four or five years so you're sacrificing the first couple of years of a league to try and win three four or five years Ah, in a row which is of course the exact opposite of a redraft league now that's been the league that has been around for decades now which seems weird to say but uh, redraft leagues, you're going to have a completely different rankings and tier base list because you're not going to want to take the Rashad Pennies and guys like that. This is the league that a Tom Brady might go a little uh, higher. Tom in. Brady. 
So maybe Tom the newbie, maybe your best bet is to stay in a redraft well, league. It's funny you say redraft, but I, the guys that were talking to me about it, they said it would be a snake draft. What's what's a snake draft? Well, a snake draft is the competitor to an auction draft. Now, some people are very, very passionate about auction drafts, but a snake draft is the one that's been around. And that is where you take a guy, you are the number one pick. Well, then you have to take the opposite end of that pick in the next round. So you'd have in a 10-man league, you would be the number 20 instead of the number 11 in that order. Now, in a snake draft, uh, some people like having what we call the turn picks, which in a 10-man league would be numbers 10 and 11. So you would get two guys right in a row, but then you wouldn't draft for quite a while. So that is the fallback of being in a redraft compared to an auction. So in an auction, you can just spend and spend whatever you'd like. And we will show you again later in the episode how much we spent and where we spent it and why we spent it. And me personally, I am a fan of auction drafts. I like to have more control over my team. That being said... I can't always influence everybody to be in an auction league, so I have to get more Tom the Newbies <laughs> around and convince them that auction leagues are the way to go. So, what I mean, you just buy you buy players, or what? What's an auction league? In an auction league, you get to spend uh, fake Ooh. money. So, in the auction league that Tom the Professional and I did, we had five hundred fake dollars to spend to build our team. And that is a dynasty, so we get to keep them forever. We don't have to keep paying them money each year or worry about what their contract might be, which is another type of league. Contracts and salary cap leagues are, wow, they are intense. That is about the best way I can describe it. And if you are not hardcore into fantasy football, a salary and contract league is not for you. Tom the newbie, do not go out and get into a contract and salary league until you've been doing this but for I a while. But I thought it would be pretty good. You know, I got my magazine. I, I'm talking to you now. I'm, 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 I, I think, I, good, I can do a contract league. I'm pretty sure I can. I'm pretty sure you can't. But... <laughs> if you want to go out and spend your money and not have any idea what a contract and salary league is, more power to you. Uh, we have, uh, again, Tom the Professional and I have a contract and salary uh, cap league. Uh, we call it the Flag League. We've mentioned it before. But this is a very in-depth league where we, when you have the original draft which was an auction draft you spend your allotted amount which everybody had i I can't even remember 120 dollars or so uh and all the contracts were in 10 cent increments so Mm -hmm. the the original draft lasted quite a while it was fun but after your draft is done you get to give everybody on your team and i'll these contract leagues are all different sometimes you have a set amount of years that you can distribute through your team Uh, we don't do that in ours we have you could give a one two three four or five year contract to these players but their salary increases every year 
by 10%. So you have to keep all that in mind when giving out contracts and how much the league is going to increase the salary cap each year and all that good stuff. So if you're not into that, this is a boring mathematical accountant type deal that you're not going to be into. That sounds like I don't want to do that. And second thought, I'm just going to go ahead and do the regular, uh, what you call redraft. That is probably a good idea for you, Tom the newbie. Uh, The last draft type of league that we'll talk about is a keeper league. And I did a little rant on this on my last episode of Fuel on the Fire because a lot of people like to call their keeper leagues dynasty leagues, but they're not. Dynasty, you keep them all. Keeper, you get a certain number of guys that you can keep every year, whether it has a certain round that you have to uh, give up for them or a certain amount of dollars in an auction. So keeper leagues are fun because sometimes you can get lucky and you can get that Alvin Kamara in the 14th round and you'll be able to keep him the next year for that same 14th round pick. And that would give you a huge advantage in the upcoming season. So what you're saying is is I shouldn't do a keeper league either because that sounds really confusing too. Well, I think a keeper league would be all right for a new person because... Usually the the rules are spelled out fairly easily for everybody to keep track of. Okay, I guess I just have to ask him, but I'm not doing a keeper league anyway right now. I'm just doing that redraft snake draft thing. So yes, that that's good for you. We'll 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 teach you, and maybe next year you'll do a keeper league when you've gotten the redraft one. Yeah, and then right. I'll win it all. I'll win everything. You will win everything. I guarantee yeah. it. All right, now we're going to. Get topped off at the number two worst draft mistake. Um, so, yeah, I got to take my nerd glasses off, and then I got to go. <sighs> this one this one hurts, <laughs> literally, in more than one way, not just for me. But I <laughs> drafted JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul. And I'm sorry I did two defensive people on the first two, but I just, I, uh, it was just, it's, it stunk because that was the year he blew his fingers off with fireworks, and I couldn't have predicted that to happen. But I spent quite a bit in our salary cap league uh, for him. I thought he was going to go off and be the guy, but I didn't know that was the fireworks that were going to go off. So, yeah, it just really stunk because that whole year, I think he he still played a little bit later on, but it was not it was not what I expected out of it, and I wasted my money on him, and that really it upset me quite a bit. And I think the worst part about that was is yes, you could put him on IR. I think I, well, I'm not even sure. I don't even know if he went on IR. I'm not sure he was available to go on IR because of the way. So the you whole, had to yeah you you had to keep that. Ten plus dollars yep. on your roster the entire season yep. without being able to go out and trade for somebody or anything like yeah, that. that. So yeah, that's that, why it hurt so much because <laughs> I wanted him to play and I was just kept it, every week was like, is he gonna is he is he good to go yet? What's going on? And the, the information was so horribly done with with the Giants and all that, but it's just yeah I, that one that whole year. <laughs> With with him because I had him in a couple other leagues too, and it was just kind of like ah, couldn't stand it. My number two, luckily, didn't hurt me so much when it happened, but 
looking back on it now, just it was a dumb way to start a draft. It was a startup dynasty. Uh, I had picks number six and nine overall. I traded around some picks, so I had two first-rounders. And with my number nine pick, I took A.J. Green. So obviously that was not a mistake. He helped me for a number of years in that league. But with the number six overall pick in that draft, I was choosing between Jamal Charles and C.J. Spiller. (laughs) And if you can guess where this is going since this is our number two worst mistake, you guessed right. I took C.J. Spiller (laughs) over Jamal Charles. And (laughs) that was a big, big mistake. Now, the hype was on C.J. Spiller so bad that offseason. They said they were going to feed him until he couldn't eat anymore. And they did not do any such thing. So... C.J. Spiller, every time I see that name, I cringe just a little bit. (laughs) But I'll give you a hint. This is the one running back that doesn't sound as bad as my number one. And we'll get to that one at the end of our show. Okay. So, now that we have introduced everybody to rankings and plans and the different types of leagues, we're going to talk about the Dynasty Savages League that we're in. And that was, again, we did an auction draft. And a brief rundown before we get to all our players and how we felt about them is uh, the QBs went for a lot. So we held off. We tried to get a couple of them, but they just kept going for an enormous amount. So, And this is a super flex, so you do need a couple of QBs on your team to have any kind of a shot. Uh, the studs like Zeke and Saquon and Le'Veon Bell, they also went for a ton. So we yeah. went for three second-round players instead of the first-round studs. And stud tight ends also went for more than we were willing. We were very close with Zach Ertz, but at the end, we just didn't want to spend as much. So we went for quantity yep. and possibility. And, of course... We could not have gone this draft without drafting Equinanius St. Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've gotten to mention him in there, so I needed to get that off my chest. Yeah, you got it. So now that we're in there, uh, why don't you tell us how much we spent on our second-round studs? Well, we got Elshon Jeffrey for $21. Michael Thomas was 106 I mean, I don't know if I – he's – He's a second rounder, but I kind of consider him to be a first rounder at a certain at a certain point. Um, we got Christian McCaffrey for ninety five dollars. So them are the only ones that. Oh, I mean Freeman, Devonte Freeman could be considered second round, and he was sixty five. But them are the only ones that I would consider second rounders. But I mean, we got some good deals some, on some other guys that can really give production to a team. So. And Elson Jeffrey's a stretch for a second round. You could probably get him later too, but I just want to make sure I considered him into that. But Oh, for $21 yeah, exactly. at the point in the draft, that was an insane deal because we spent 35 to get Jarvis Landry and 21 yep. also on Sterling Shepard. And Sterling Shepard is in a snake-type draft, is going in like the ninth, 10th, right. 11th round. And, so, Shepherd, and Elshon Jeffrey's a fourth round. I'm just going to let everybody know what I think about Sterling Shepard. He is – he's – he is so like nobody is looking at him. Like I just can't believe it. Like he's had really solid seasons, and now that 
Odell Beckham Jr. will be back and hopefully healthy for the Giants. And Evan Ingram is going to still be there. And now they got, you know, Barkley and all that. But I feel like now that he – from last year he did good because he didn't have anybody else around him. But now I feel like he's going to be good because he's got other people around him. So it's going to create a bigger window for him. Like, yeah, Odell Beckham's going to get his stuff and the other guys are going to get his stuff. But I think Shepard's going to be more open. And, and quite frankly, I think that Eli Manning is – Really liking Shepard right now, so I really think that that is going to be a dynamic duel for a while until I mean, until he gets until Eli Manning gets uh, done with football, which could be sooner than later. So we'll really have to find out about that. But I people are just they're sleeping on Shepard, and I I have to say you have to take him earlier than that. But if you don't, I'll take him in the ninth round every single time. Well, just to give an idea of uh, how our team makeup is, uh, the starting lineup consists of, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players is what our starting yeah. lineup is. Yep. And two of those can be quarterbacks because it's a super flex. And here are our quarterbacks. Uh, Philip Rivers, who we got insanely mm-hmm. cheap in a league like this we got him for $15 out of a $500 budget yeah and he's going to be good and our guy Mitch Trubisky for $25 yeah. and now this is a dynasty yeah. so he will have him forever so if he does turn out to be good that will be a yeah. $25 well oh, yeah. worth spending uh, then we have Joe Flacco as a backup, which we all know. Yeah. Well, we all don't know what Joe Flacco is going to be this year, whether he'll be on the field or whether they push him out and have Lamar Jackson. And then uh, we also have a rookie quarterback that we decided at the end of the draft we should probably just get one. <laughs> and there wasn't much left. So we got Josh Allen for sixteen yeah. fifty, just because we had money to spend at that point. And who knows? Who knows? Yeah. He might start this year. Absolutely. So. And then here is our starting lineup for the rest of it: Christian McCaffrey yep. and Devontae Freeman, yep. obviously. And then we have our choice between Tariq Cohen and Carlos Hyde, depending yep. on if Hyde is going to be the starter there or if all the Tariq Cohen stuff is just the coaches blowing smoke at I us. I hope not, because we'll I got see. some shares for Cohen, and I really, I really do like. Oh, of course. And then starting wide receivers would be uh, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, yep. Alshon Jeffrey, yep. and Sterling Shepard is our fourth yep. on this list, or Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, I mean, so I, we have it's it's really about getting the guys you think are going to be good later. I mean, and this is an auction draft, so we paid less. But when it when it comes to a snake draft, you just you just gotta wait for some of these awesome guys. There's a lot of wide receivers out there that can give you something good that you don't have to draft early. So that would help you a little earlier. It can give you the advantage of getting a couple more running backs earlier earlier on instead of waiting for somebody later on in the draft like Lamar Miller. Not saying Miller ain't going to be good, but I think he's going to be fine. But you can still get Emmanuel Sanders down there as opposed to Miller. And we got Emmanuel Sanders for $9.50. Right. That's really good which deal. Is an insane price. I could not believe we were allowed to get him yep. for that. And we also just as a flyer out there spent $5.50 on Des Bryant. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. So, he's got to go somewhere. If, I really I'm a believer 
that he will go somewhere sometime. I don't know if it's going to be in the middle of the season or not, but he's not going to go the whole year without playing football. That's my belief. I could be really wrong about that. But if you're only paying five bucks for him, eh, who cares? Yeah, exactly. And then to top it off, our tight ends, yeah. since we didn't get a stud, we went uh, for the hopeful yep. tight ends. Uh, we only had to spend $11 to get Jordan yep. Reed. And if he does anything for even half the yep. season, it will be a win. Because we also drafted Vernon Davis later <laughs> yeah. for almost nothing. We drafted Hayden Hurst, the rookie tight end out of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. We'll stash him on the taxi squad until he can prove what he does. And one of your uh, ESPs from early in the season, Austin Hooper, yep. will be just sitting there waiting, hoping who knows what will happen to him. And then even after the draft, uh, we picked up our guy out of Wisconsin, yep. Troy Fumagalli, just because we can put him on the taxi if we want. I said it before, and I'll say it again. He is the Corey Clement of tight ends. Like, he went, he, he I don't know, maybe not Corey Clement, but nobody is, nobody is thinking about Troy Fumagalli. And from what I've seen, being a Wisconsin Badgers fan, this guy he, he is really, really good at tight end, and I think that he's going to be used sooner than later for, for that offense. So I think that the Broncos have something special in Troy Fumagalli. I hope so, because if that happens, then we can do whatever the oh, heck yeah. we want at tight oh, yeah. end and maybe trade one of them away because uh, somebody's going to need a tight end with 12 teams and a lot of them. We're off the board early, (laughs) so our team is made up of everybody that we have been hyping up and talking about all season long on Fantasy Fuel. I mean, everybody. There isn't one person on here that we said we didn't Mm -hmm. like, and there's not one person on here that even if we were iffy on, it was because we got them cheap. exactly. And so cheap, I'm okay with taking one of those guys that you may not know about. There's our auction draft. We had our rankings. We had our guys. We had. We didn't want to spend a lot on the studs, so that was our plan, and we didn't. We stuck to that, and we were able to draft a team that I think we're both very happy with. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really hopefully good. we're right. If we are right, this could be an extremely, extremely high-scoring team. But there's only one way to find out, and that's get the season started. Yep. <laughs> I can't wait. Here we are. We're going to go with our topped off number one worst draft mistake. I almost feel like I got to get my nerd glasses back on for this one because this is just <laughs> so stupid. But this is, I was a newbie back then. This was my one of my first drafts I've ever done. The only other time I played fantasy football was way, way before I started this one up. And I didn't know what I was doing here. But I had drafted. I had drafted three defenses, and it's almost embarrassing. I don't even want to say it, but I drafted three <laughs> defenses in our in our draft because I realized I drafted two defenses, which was already a mistake. You don't do that. But you draft two defenses, then they both had the same bye week. So my in my head thought, oh, I gotta get I gotta get another one because I gotta <laughs> I gotta get one that doesn't have that bye week. So, yeah, that was like the dumbest thing I've ever done in football. But you know what? I got to the championship 
in that year. So <laughs> I don't know how stupid it was. I mean, I ended up dropping one of them anyway, but I, I had no idea what I was doing, and beginner's luck just struck me big time, and I got to the championship game for that year. And that just goes to show you how, in our first part of this episode, I told you that the draft is not the yeah. only part yeah. of your league that you need to worry about to be able to get to or win a championship. Now, my number one, <laughs> this one, this one stings every time I think about it. Luckily, it didn't hurt me too bad, but it was still the worst mistake I've made. It was the end of the second round of a rookie draft, and I was choosing between two guys with the same first name. They were both running backs, and I went with a guy named David Cobb, who looked like he had a path to the starting running back spot on Mm -hmm. the Titans, Uh, and I chose him instead of a guy named David Johnson, and we all know where David Johnson went the next couple of years. If I would have had him on that team, I would have just rolled over everybody. But you chose David Cobb instead. <laughs> I did. I chose David Cobb instead of David Johnson. And every time I see or hear David Johnson's name, because I've not had David Johnson in almost any league, any time <laughs> I've done it, I just never end up with a high enough yeah. pick or enough. I don't feel like spending enough in an auction draft. And that yeah, there it was, my one chance to have the best running back in football for a couple yeah. of years. And, and I think what all this really says is, you know, we have a podcast, and we, we talk like we know what we're talking about, and I think we do for the most part, especially now. We're not back when I was taking my three defenses, but we all make mistakes in fantasy football. It's okay to make a mistake. You just have to learn from it, progress, and get better and win. You know, that's, that's really all it is. You, you're going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes this year. J.J. will probably make maybe one mistake. I don't know. He's so good. <laughs> he might not make any mistakes, but everybody does at some point in your fantasy your fantasy life you're going to make a mistake and it's okay don't panic just learn from it and move on all right and we are going to give some love to a listener yeah yeah we've got a jordan from colorado yeah he reached out to tom and told him about how much he loved our idp shows yeah, uh, I know it's not the most popular thing out there, but there mm-hmm. are a lot of people that still like IDPs, and he wanted us to give him a little feedback on his IDP team. And before we name off his players, uh, we're going to tell you a little bit about the statistics for his IDP league. Yeah. Uh, so there's not a lot of scoring for each of the different types of statistics. Sacks worth a point. Uh, yep. Let's see, total tackles, four-tenths of a point, blocked punts, PATs, field goals, two points, interception, two points, fumble yeah. recoveries, two points, fumble forced a point, safety, two points, assisted tackles, point two points, solo tackles, a point, a stuff, a half a point, and a pass defended, a half a point. Yeah. So there's a lot of things to get points from, but you're not going to get all of those with all the players. So right. now his team looks good. I'm not going to lie. Uh, he's got f- four linebackers, well, uh, five-ish linebackers. <laughs> One of them's kind of a, a hybrid. Uh, Wesley Woodyard, Tahir yep. Whitehead, yep. Dante Hightower, yep. Mason Foster, and Von Miller. 
And yeah. then he's got Ryan Kerrigan and Jason Pierre-Paul on the D-line. Yep. Jordan Poyer, Tony Jefferson, and Derwin James as defensive backs. Now, that looks to be a pretty star-studded lineup, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Now, a couple of those guys, I think, will be boomer bust, yeah. you know, like Von Miller or Ryan Kerrigan. They're going to have yeah. to have a couple of sacks to get a lot of points. Yeah, and I think with the way his scoring works, uh, when you get a player like that, the scoring almost – it, it almost defeats that player in a certain uh, a certain capacity, a certain extent, because you just don't get the points that you could in other leagues where sacks would mean more points. If you get a lot of sacks, or then yeah, it'd be fine. But if you're just getting a sack here, sack here, sack there, it really doesn't add up to a lot of points. But I, it, looking at his team and his defense, is it's, it's really good. I, I do like JPP. I've always liked him. The only problem I had with him was that one year. But I think he's going to be good again. I think he's going to be stellar. And I, I, I actually think Kerrigan's going to be really good too. Von Miller always, you know, he makes, he makes the headlines. He's always one of them guys. So I, I, Whitehead is one of them guys that I, I made a mistake on him too, talking about mistakes. I, I let him go and I traded him away for it was almost for peanuts because he wasn't the starter yet but somebody else saw what whitehead could be and he ended up being a lot better than what i thought he was going to be and i'm upset about that one yeah i had uh whitehead in our flag league and yeah i only gave him a two or three year contract and i had him for very cheap because he wasn't the starter when i you know picked him up mm-hmm. so i didn't think about giving him a five-year deal and now I'm wishing I had uh, a guy I really like on here is Jordan Poyer. He seems to yeah. sneak under the radar in a lot of people's eyes. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, being an FSU fan, getting Derwin James there, <laughs> that that could be a very, very good guy for years to come. I don't know if he said this was a dynasty league or not. but Yeah, uh, I didn't get that. I don't know if that is or not. But uh, either way, I, I do like it. I think he's going to be fine. So. Yeah, no, I think I think you've got a good team there that will contend uh, almost no matter the scoring system. I think if you can play the right guys in the right weeks, you'll you'll be very successful. Yeah, and I think that being said, we should really tell people how you can send us your lineups if you want. Send us how you drafted. Give us give us some kind of feedback. Tell us how you like the show if you like the show, and you know just just. Uh, ask us some questions and you can ask us questions how can wait 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 hold on i'm gonna get my nerd glass <laughs> how can i how can i ask you guys questions i, I want to know because I'm, I'm gonna have some troubles here so i'm a newbie i need to i need to be able to ask you guys some questions how can i do that oh you can do that and we are available we will be all season long and you can reach us a number of ways the first way is on twitter at uh, fantasy fuel yeah, we will answer anything. Uh, hopefully, we'll be mostly available each Sunday. We do work on every other Sunday, yeah. so it might be a little harder to get us uh, right away on certain Sundays, but we will try and get to everybody we can uh, when game days start rolling around. So, again, that's uh, at Fantasy Fuel on Twitter. You can also find us uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash fuel. Or uh, a new page that we've started up for some discussion, uh, Fantasy Football Through Fantasy Fuel. So you can join that page and get in on the discussions. 
You can also email us at fantasyfuelpodcast at gmail.com. Or, like Jordan from Colorado did, you can send us a text or a call at 608-492-3443. And we will answer everything that we get. It might take us a little bit sometimes, but that's okay. We will answer every question we get from every single one of you. Thanks for all your help, guys. It's really been fun. Well, thank you, Tom the Newbie. Hopefully we've given you enough information (laughs) to get started and have a successful draft. And on our next episode, we will talk about how you can be successful in trades. So, thanks guys for listening, and hopefully you can stay fueled up this fantasy season.